Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 307, entitled Upselling Services. It was published on Thursday the 8th of December 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few short minutes by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can have our podcast episode chat. Before then, a few bits of housekeeping. If you fancy tearing yourself away from Twitter and other forms of social media. You may have heard about Mastodon. WP Builds has had a instance of Mastodon available freely for, well, I think about 18 months now. It's available at wpbuilds.social, once more, wpbuilds.social. And at the moment, it's fairly quiet, which is really nice. I'm hoping to liven it up a little bit. So if you fancy making WP Builds your home on Mastodon, go and sign up there. Another thing to mention is our subscribe page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Go there and fill out the form and you will be able to keep updated of the content that we produce, typically a podcast episode on a Thursday, but also the This Week in WordPress show, which is live every Monday, but repackaged as a podcast audio episode the following day. So that's Tuesday and we'll keep you updated with all of that. There are still some Black Friday deals on our Black Friday page, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Hopefully all of the deals that you see on that page are in fact still in existence because we've set them to expire and be unpublished, going back into a draft state once the date of expiry has passed. So hopefully it'll be useful. There's probably still quite a lot on that page. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by using our special link go.me forward slash wpbuilds. That's go.me forward slash wpbuilds, and we really do want to thank GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, as I said at the top of the show, today's episode is simply called Upselling Services. This is in our WordPress Business Bootcamp series. We're approaching the end of the entire series. We've been doing it for nearly a year now, and we're talking about all of the bits and pieces that you can do after the website has essentially been finished. And of course, upselling things is a really sensible thing to do. So that might be things that you would add into a care plan. It could be things like hosting. It could be email design. It could be email hosting, content creation, promotion. You might be trying to work, find out ways of minimizing the environmental impact of people's websites, SEO, branding. The list just goes on and on. We do go down a few rabbit holes. We get distracted a few times in this episode. I hope you stay with us. But it's a really interesting chat about all of the things that you can be doing to generate money after the website has been finished. I hope that you enjoy it. 
Welcome to another in the Business Bootcamp series where we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. We're on season five, which is the last in this bootcamp series. And in this one, we're talking about all the stuff that goes on after a website is built. And we are on episode four, which is about upselling services. So as always, Nathan and I are taking contrasting approaches to get our new businesses running and our first client site built. She's a lawyer with no previous site. And I guess we're going to start talking about when we're talking about upselling services. This shows the difference between your approach and mine with the agile and traditional yeah, there's a whole ton of difference. In some of the episodes, there wasn't really much. But in this one, I think there, there really is just because of the nature of your continuing conversation with your yeah. clients. I feel like a lot of this is in scope. Whereas for me, um, where the project is just more or less handed over on a, on a certain agreed date, and then everything is basically an upsell. And so it feels more as if I would need to be a, a, a bona fide and credible salesperson to, to get people to part with money for a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about. Whereas with you, it might just be part of an organic organic discovery of how the website's going, you know, as you're chatting to them day by day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with at least my approach to Agile, that's the idea. You know, the deal is, you know, we'll start with the lowest cost to get something online and we'll monitor, see what data comes in and, and we'll keep adding to see if we can get a better return for your money all the time. So the assumption is there is, assuming that, that I've done something that's useful in the first place, there is that routine. So yeah, upselling is expected, I guess, yeah. uh, from the beginning with me. But we're doing this as part of the after build, but a lot of these upsells start from the beginning, I would say. Yeah. Um, certainly, I have one, which is before I even build the site, which is the SEO report. I mean, that's really not what they came to me in the first place for. I, I instantly sell them something different. Do you actually sell them the SEO report? As in, do they part with money to gain the SEO report? Or is it just part of the sort of discovery process, figuring out what you would end up doing for them? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, this is not actually what I call it. SEO report is a, the wrong word. I actually call it a competitor analysis and um, SEO keyword thing. So to kick off, um, I say, you know, because we're going through this agile approach where we're, we want you to spend money on the basis of stuff that's actually going to generate you some income from it. Um, we want to start with what's possible and we'll build the site and see what needs doing on the basis of what we know already. So before I say, you know, this is a lower cost to them, before I say we start working together on the site, let's do this one job. Um, it's a kind of low risk thing. And now I insist upon it. So right. I'm instantly in with an upsell, which isn't what, why they came to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're both staring at a, a shared document, yeah. which we always create when we make these episodes. And basically it's a bullet pointed list of a whole myriad of different things that we could upsell. I'll make sure to put all of these different things in the show notes. They're kind of divided into different areas, different topics or themes, if you like. And uh, it strikes me that quite a lot of these are are things which you, you might just organically do as part of your website build anyway. Some of them, you know, you, you can't really have a website without some of these things, but it's whether or not you treat them as as bolt-on add-on services or whether or not you just encapsulate them all um, as part of the yeah. deal, what, what a client would expect. I mean, some of them are a bit out there. 
they're definitely not the kind of things that you would you would imagine a client would come asking for but some of them are very much in scope for just well that's going to come with part of the website isn't it well the first we've got on our list is website hosted services which is definitely something i upsell mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is i would imagine virtually everybody is going to be upselling this at some point now we're not talking about serving websites up on your own hardware we're just literally talking about you are going to say to them well you've got a website you need a host here's a <laughs> yeah. here's a list any are you sort of t- treating this as a an affiliate thing where you point them towards a particular host or i think i'm right in saying you kind of try to get them on your own digital ocean droplets and charge them a monthly fee for the ongoing uptime of their website yeah exactly mine's just part of the care and the hosting they see it as hosting so it's just yeah i've i'm running my own server and that's it i mean this is another topic almost in itself and it because a lot of people will just um maybe take an affiliate as a way of earning a little extra some may uh use a service and which is white labeled so they're providing it that way through something else and then there are a, a whole bunch of people who just don't want to be connected with that at all don't want the the headache of it yeah i think if you are doing this there's definitely different options i think the preferred option for me now would well the the two that i would prefer would be just getting them pointing them towards a host which i know is reliable and basically saying you go over there set up your account put your credit card on that's now for you and give me the credentials and i can log in whatever that might be um, or or your approach but I, I think more and more i'd be inclined to do the pointing them towards another web host approach i think you know looking back to the early days i mean there wasn't the options that i've got now there when i first started um really shared hosting is the best we could offer the clients um in their budget and we would recommend people but i didn't think there was ever and i think that's still the case if we're dealing with wordpress and you know you're not turning it into a static site you really you've got to advise the client what's going to be a suitable hosting for the tools that we're going to use on their site yeah yeah that's right i I, so i think you know we can never fully get away from it but i think in terms of a financial upsell i mean some people will not want to do that they would want to say you know they're a good service but you deal with them i think i think this one is the most straightforward to pitch though because there's a direct connection between my website existing and hosting you know yeah it's if you can't somehow convince them that they need web hosting then i think it's time to pack up frankly and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. seek a different job <laughs> yes would you like that site to go live yeah that's right yeah do you okay we've built this website do you actually want it uh yeah okay well we need a host but going on to that though there are other aspects of that and maybe these are things that we once would have done but i think they're becoming less and less popular in our industry that is to say, upselling uh, email hosting. Certainly, I don't know anybody these days who is really hosting their own emails. I definitely used to do that. But for me, this is very much a question of I'm just going to point you towards one of the services that I know works. It might be Google Workspace or whatever it's called now. Um, simply pushing them towards that. And there, there may be an affiliate link in there, but there may not be. Yeah. It's uh, yeah for me that goes in the category of too much hassle um, yeah. to be dealing with and beyond my knowledge really. I, but I also it's so critical, you know. I would say even more yeah. potentially than the website yes. because it's got to be there twenty four seven. There could be a whole bunch of people that require that. 
Um, and obviously, you know, if there's any sort of e-commerce or whatever it may be, the, the, the support process is probably at some point or other going to require on email. So yeah, I think give this to give this to people who are expert in email hosting. And I just mentioned Google, but of course there's a whole ton of other companies that will handle this for you. Mm-hmm. Email marketing. So you've done some of this. Yeah, I definitely did. It's It was never an area that I was all that comfortable with and I didn't do very much of it. For me, it was more a case that the client wanted the emails not just to be plain text. They wanted the emails to have a certain look and feel. And this was in the day when achieving that was much more difficult than it is now. And now the software is so good inside Mm. all of these email marketing platforms. You know, actually, if I say something like MailChimp, I actually don't know what their tool's like because it's been years, but we get the point. There's a builder. You can drag and drop elements in and all of that. Well, this was before all of that was really WYSIWYG. And so I was able to construct templates, which they liked. And then we just swapped out the copy and the text and, you know, made sure the links were all working and then sent those out. No idea whether it was particularly successful, but I did do it. I quite enjoyed it, but it wasn't something I would ever have wanted to pivot towards. Mm. But it, it's, definitely. it's definitely worthwhile. And I think I think depending on the size of the company, I think email marketing has never gone away. I think it's one of those things, just like the website, you know, people always talk about that social media was going to take over and it was going to obliterate email marketing. My understanding is that email marketing is still successful. So there is definitely, I hate to use the phrase, but you know, money on the table here. I think if you can persuade them that you are the right person to do the marketing with email, I think there's definitely a legit upsell there. Yeah, and I think it's something I can. I've really never done it for anyone. Uh, and a lot of my clients have managed to find Mailchimp and sort it out for themselves and do it. Um, but I, it's always something that I feel is part of what I should be talking about because I know it's a very successful form of marketing. And often, you know, in the design of a site, it might be a good idea to add some kind of free offer in exchange for, uh, you know, um, an email address. So, you know, it's part of the design chat about how we're going to get you the best results from this website. And, you know, that's one of those kind of. Yeah. For, for uh, me, it was interesting because the person that approached me was their marketing person. So, <laughs> and it was pure. So they knew exactly what the text needed to be. They knew mm. all how the branding of the emails wanted to look, you know, they, they basically gave me a PDF and said, replicate that. And I said, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's possible. You know, we went through a few rounds of actually email. That's probably not going to work and so on. But after the, the the series of emails that I sent out on their behalf, she then went and became an email marketing person. That became her job. And she oh. would consult businesses and do the email marketing. But I suspect that the tools got good enough that she didn't need somebody like me to actually build the email templates because she could just do it in in Mailchimp, and I still see her, and she's successfully doing it still, as far as I know. Yeah. So I think as an upsell, I mean, there is a distinction here where I would be quite interested to get involved, at least charge some of my time for it. Would be more for the strategic side of the email marketing rather than the the actual the system. I I wouldn't want to be responsible for delivery rates. <laughs> no, no, quite right. But also, I wouldn't yeah. re- be want to be responsible for the 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 kind of language used because I'm not particularly good at that. Uh, yeah. But I suppose yeah. off the back of this, and the next point on our list is email automation. Mm-hmm. They they do need somebody at that point because if they are going to have some sort of funnel, 
which mm. gets you to a particular, you know, they, they open the email, click on a link. It takes you to a certain landing page, which is designed to achieve a certain goal. And that maybe will send you to another page and, and so on and so forth. There's the funnel going on. Then yes. they probably will need your help at that point. And unless, of course, the platform, the email marketing software can take care of that. But I do feel at some point the destination ought to be the website, in which case you do need a bit of involvement. Yeah, I so wanted to do that side of it because that is the strategic side of it and you know i've needed to get for myself tools like moosend you know so i can play around with how those kind of things work you know uh, but i've never been able to do this for a client yet i think you know i've introduced the idea that you know you could do a lot more than what most most of them just really either manually send something out once in a while or they maybe have something that's going on a timer but nothing that will actually filter out people depending on their actions yeah i Um, I think it's quite a hard thing to explain because i think most people view email as a well you you send it and then people receive it and that's the end of that whereas what we're talking about is you know all sorts of clever filters you know if they click on a link turn them here and then maybe put them into a different sequence because they clicked on a certain link or send them a different email if they haven't clicked anything within 24 hours or whatever and it all gets very complicated and the only way to excuse me to visualize that is these kind of like funnel diagrams and then eventually they get so complicated it's just the spaghetti of lines everywhere (laughs) and probably the client has thought you know what (laughs) i don't get it so yeah yeah, an interesting an interesting upset totally worth it if you can uh, if you can make hay out of it it's definitely a, a worthwhile endeavor trying to persuade clients to do that with you yeah, I think, you know, if you can convince people of the, the funnel and all the benefit. I mean, I always feel for me, the reason I have um, an account with a lot more um, subscribers that I'm allowed that I could for the client to take the burden off just to try something as an experiment, give them the service for free for a little while to see how it works out. But still, as yet, I've had no takers uh, for this yet. But I think that's a really neat idea. I think you should try that one time and just see how it goes. Because even if you just let them loose on the software, in your case, Moosend, and allow them to play with it, you know, maybe some of them will be interested in it. Maybe some of them will have some benefit come out of it. And if it's not costing you anything because you've already got a lifetime deal, why not? I think that's a good idea. Maybe maybe they'll say, yeah, this is great. We want to use this. It's all the same issues that we have with a website, getting content off people. You kind of, to, to have some kind of system running, you need to have all of the stuff for some period of time, don't you, mm. um, mapped out. But yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay, next one on our kind of hosting area stuff, um, domain names. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what my preferred answer to this is. I think I was, I am probably now at the point where I want them to be completely in control of that. And I want them to buy it. I want them to be in charge of it. I want them to have the capacity to shut it down. And, and I log in and do the DNS stuff as required. But um, yeah, I just think there's too much at stake with me owning a domain name on their behalf. So really, I'm just going to advise them, go and get a domain name and tell me what you got. Yeah, that's been my default. I've always, <laughs> you know, it causes me more trouble than anything because it, when I've had people leaving, they still think I'm, you know, if particularly if somebody's taken over a company, this they, they still seem to think because I've got the website, I control their domain name. And I go, no, I purposely said, you set it up, 
because I don't want to be involved. I shouldn't have that monopoly over your uh, business asset like that. It should be yours. Right. Um, so you can go wherever you like. But we had a conversation before about this. So do you think you might have shifted a bit because you introduced that Google did it in a really nice yeah, way. Yeah, Google have got a really nice implementation and I di I've, I have definitely shifted in that I was more than happy to buy people's domains. But what yeah. I liked about the Google offering was that the you could set them up as kind of a joint owner. I can't remember what the technical language is, but basically both of you have access and the client can be given permission to take control so if they wish to just be a sort of you know if it's a if they just wish you to be in control and them to have access that's fine but the they can shut you out at some point which i just think is a really nice implementation so long as everybody's ticked all the boxes you can be buying it for them if they really don't want to get involved in that and you can be sure that let's say that you you go out of business or you just decide that you don't want to do this kind of work anymore or you get hit by a boss you're confident that they can take it over. So, yeah. But the other, the bottom line is I just don't think there's any real money in it. No. Uh, you know, I mean, what is it for a dot-com now? It's like $10, uh, slightly less than $10. What what would the markup need to be to, to just, I mean, are you going to charge them $100 for that? And if so, well, maybe, maybe there's something in that. But I, I imagine most people are fairly savvy these days about what the cost of a domain is. And it's so not difficult to buy now. Yeah, so you can't really increase that. Then I was thinking that because Google is a, a clear example of something which just fits what I'm looking for because I, I want them to have ownership. That's the key thing. And also I want to get around the issues that I have when I don't have the domain name. So if I want to move them to a new uh, <laughs> service uh, because I haven't put C names in to, to do this initially, uh, they need to be there to receive their security right. check, the numbers. Right. So right. I can't go into their account even if I've got it. So so it did seem like it, but there's not really any, maybe that's the way, but there's no upsell to that. I don't think there's no way of making any extra money because they're going to know how much a, a Google domain name costs, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, you need a domain name and it is a bit awkward trying to get that going but it's a one-time thing isn't it really you know it takes it takes 10 minutes really to do the whole process from start to finish so yeah and you don't get to, you don't get to control it as well how the prices go up so no. you go through a service and yeah. it cost me quite a lot of money i think for one year it was like 40 dollars or something well, to really you were dot design wow yeah, okay URL. yeah some yeah. of the some of the um top level domains they really are very expensive you know they mm. can be they can be Tens of thousands, depending on how small it is. You know, yeah. if you're after a two-letter, I don't know, WP.com or something like that, it can be yeah. very expensive because they know that the short ones are really valuable. Anyway, sorry, we've dwelt on domain names for too long. <laughs> We're moving into the next section, which is more to do with, I guess, design and creativity. Yeah, so logo design. Well, we're brilliant at that, aren't we? Both yeah. of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've got Photoshop or or an equivalent, but we don't know how to use even two percent of it. Ha have I done this? Yes. Am I any good at it? No. Um, yeah. Have people used my logos? Yes. Have I asked them to you know swap them out when they found a better one? Yes. It's yeah. it's not like is it an upsell? Completely, it's an upsell. And if you are good at logo design, you should be all over this because I feel that branding, design, graphic design, and all of that. Wow. I mean, to get that right and to be good at implementing it is a is a proper, legit career. It's just yeah. I'm not very good at it. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, we might as well read all of these four that we've got grouped together, which is graphic design, in photography, and video creation. I think that for me, they all fall under the things that I need to know a little bit about right. because I feel if I'm going to guide someone, I I want to have that relationship where we make decisions together about how we're going forward and we'll employ somebody, if you like, to do the roles if I can't do them or they yeah. can't do them. Yeah. Uh, but but I feel I need to know them. So I'll do a bit of it. And in effect, it's an upsell because if they do need being there, I'll charge them my time for it, but not as a, an individual service, you know, not as a product. Yeah. I My default was always to employ a graphic designer. But in yeah. this one particular case that I'm thinking of, they just didn't have the budget for that. And I said, well, I can throw something together for you, but I promise you it's going to be basic and, you know, we'll just have to cope with that. And, you know, when you're more profitable in the future, I would advise swapping it out. And so I threw something together. It was, you know, the, the limits of my graphic design capabilities and it's still yeah. there. But so, um, it's not good. Not proud of it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you should. But you're being you should. agile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I really don't, I really don't have any pretensions at being good at that kind of stuff. So if you are a, an amazing photographer, a graphic designer, if you're good at creating video, I think they are industries in their own right, and rightly so. And people like me yeah. should uh, step away from the computer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I've done photography before for my brother because it was the only way to get his site actually up because if you're waiting for him to do it. And also, you know, if you do ask somebody to do their own photography and they don't get somebody in, um, even if they do get somebody in, they might, uh, you need to give them a brief about how they do it. So if you wanted an image of them, say that you're going to isolate to put on the, 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 you know, the hero image there you need certain things to be there you need to remove some of the back shadow because that person doesn't know who's right. doing the photography that you'll need to isolate that shadow to get a clear cut and that kind of stuff so sometimes you know it i couldn't sell it as a service as something say i'm a photographer but i could sell my time just to move things forward because I, I know what i'm looking for yeah that's the perfect way of describing it it's more about look if i don't do it we can't yeah. launch this thing so i'll just do something quickly and I, I can throw together a logo but it won't be good my photography skills i have put photos on websites that i have taken but were they great no they were just shot with my phone you know the, that's the limits of the, the technology that i own but it was a case of well if we don't do it then the website won't ever get launched and for me launching it was an important moment because it's really when i get paid so it had to happen so i've, I've definitely done that in the past but not I wouldn't recommend myself, put it that way. Yeah. We had a bit of a long chat before about video creation because there's all these tools now that allows us to do little things for social media like Wave. Wave.video is yeah. their web address for that. And they've um, lifetime deals were going for those kind of things. But I've, d I've done it. I've done it once for a client there. But I d and now I just think, yeah, there's no upselling this kind of stuff, I think, because everyone can do it. Yeah, I think the, sc <laughs> the, sk the skill requirement has really dropped because the tools are so good so it's a bit like the email marketing we were talking about earlier you know the the tools that are available to build those things are now so good that really somebody with an iphone could throw together a, a credible product demo video in a few moments you know whether yeah. whether or not you're actually speaking to camera and things like that maybe you need lighting and stuff so that's a bit more complicated but if you're just trying to show off your new pair of sandals or whatever it is that you're trying to sell you can do that really easily and there's templates for it you know it brings royalty free music in and all that and yeah not not uh, for me 
And it, and it seems to me, they seem like vanity things. So you can get these wonderful professional templates and you can put your own text in there, but they, it's, it's generally kind of advertising. And, and to be honest, if you were doing video creation, the most valuable thing is whether you're actually being able to impart some valuable content to the right audience. So right. it would all be strategy really, wouldn't it? There other than the tools, I think. Mm. Okay, so I think so. we firmly ruled ourselves out as creatives. Very good. <laughs> we, we've had a we've had a list which started off as uh, this was taken from a website. We should give them acknowledgement of this. Actually, it was milesweb.in, and they had thirty one items of which we've added a few more yeah. to it. And so far, we've only got hosting that we can yeah, offer as a that's right. upsell. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, this, this is probably why we're we're poor, David. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Next um, section though is all about content yeah. SEO that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, content creation, the first thing. Mm. Um, always, <laughs> for me, that, that for me, always fell under the, the purview of the client. I would happily fill it in with Lorem. Maybe if I felt really happy and comfortable with the client, I'd put in some boilerplate, uh, something which I felt might hit the mark, but it, it was never an area that I wanted to be in charge of. To me, this was a... I'm building you the website, but I'm going to put Lorem in it so that you can fill it up and you jolly well know that that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel this falls under what I should be doing as part of the agile approach. If we're working together to some aims to say, has the, the, the um, copy is going to be really important. So we're going to work together to align that, to fit the website and how we can succinctly get over the right message. So I don't think I can separate myself f from copy being part of the web design process itself. So it's never an upsell as such. Yeah, um, it's interesting because there's loads of tools out there. You know, you think of things like Content Snare and how many blog posts have you read about getting content out of clients before you even start the project? <laughs> yeah. For me, that's, a, that's laudable and it would be great, but it never seemed to materialize that way. For me, it was more okay. I'll I'll put something in, and send it back to you, and and that'll be how we go. And you, your job then is to understand how WordPress works, the page builder, whatever it might be. Go in, delete that content, and overwrite it with the correct content. Um, yeah. I I just rather the project was moving forwards than me waiting for a client who couldn't write the the content, the copy, whatever it may be images sent to me on time and all of that i can put an image in and you can swap it out that's that's totally fine by me i just need to reach that milestone of i've done my bit and yes. you've now got bits to do and i can i can get paid for what i've already done yeah well i used to do that i mean it was the one day web build idea of i put low on it so just to move it to get my job done and do it but i it, ultimately it became a bit unsatisfying which is why i moved more to this agile just thinking look i know how this is going to go down every time so <laughs> you know i might as well just bite the bullet and say we'll work on this um but i think actually to be honest this article they put content creation they might be think, thinking of something else because they've also written down as another upsell copywriting for seo and sem purposes so yeah. I would see I would see that as part of what I need to do as part of my build, right from the the very fact that the first thing I want them to do is a bit of a keyword research. Right. So clearly right. I'm going to be a part of trying to influence that copywriting for SEO Yeah, purposes. you make a good point, actually, because the conversation does need to happen early on, doesn't it, about the fact that, yeah, we've got some keyword research, we know where we're going, and mm. the copy that you will ultimately submit needs to be well, search engine optimization needs to be borne in mind, 
but I don't think it's a, an impediment to moving the project forward because I think you know it's going to be built on some sort of test domain anyway so hopefully Google's not scraping it at this point it's really the moment it goes live that you yeah. you ask Google to index it and so on so mm. they can put that in later but yeah you're right it does need to be borne in mind and but again I kind of feel a bit like the graphic designer that we talked about earlier making logos professionally and photographers I do feel nowadays the whole SEO thing is so there's so much in there that it does feel like the job of a professional. It feels like the kind of thing that if you really, really want it to be done well, you either mm. make the effort to understand SEO and its current state of affairs, or you pass it on to somebody else, or just make the client aware that you're just going to do your best and we'll see how it goes. And they might be happy with that, depending on what kind of business they're running. I agree, but I slightly see it differently because I think so. The list that we're taking from says there's, there's optimizing web pages, uh, and I've taken that to be, but they might be thinking of performance uh, on page SEO, and then they put uh, search engine optimization separately. Now we could, I could upsell. I think things like adding in schema for say, um, I don't know recipes or something on somebody's site. Somebody wanted that, and I. They didn't buy it off me, but I, that would have been an upsell to have added that in. Right, so that right. worked. And I did it for somebody as a, a job as well for they wanted to, and it worked for them. They needed a, a jobs page and they were providing, a, they, sorry, they were going to another service to advertise their jobs, which didn't even use schema. So it was a real benefit to them to do it. So that's an upsell. But sorry, just to go back to your point about the search engine optimization. I don't know how distinguishable it is from anything else you'd want to do, particularly for me, if agile. So, you know, a lot of what they talk about is performance these days, because that's yeah. a, a ranking yeah. factor on page stuff is stuff that we all perhaps should be doing as part of how we build our sites anyway. And then the rest of it, as far as I can see, would be about getting links and building your authority um, would need some kind of marketing separately to be able to make links with other companies yeah and it's also it feels like it's an ongoing thing so it fits really neatly into your agile approach mm. because you know you're just going to get data figure out mm. what's working tweak it because it's not working in a certain area whereas the approach that i've got is just ending in time it really does feel like okay now go and hire an seo person a bit um yeah. so there is a, a sort of slightly different approach there but i do i do think that if you if you are confident with this and I, I am speaking purely because i don't have the confidence with with the seo side of things i just don't pay attention to it so i don't really yeah. really know the state of affairs but if you are good at this and you've spent time researching it and you know what's going on this totally feels like a business you could absolutely yeah. be an seo person um and yeah. you may be building websites at the same time you could just be doing seo in the same way that you could just be a graphic designer. But um, yeah, it's just not something that I'm experienced in. So I, I, And I know that experience matters, so I keep out of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my problem is if I said, oh, an upsell, do you want some search engine optimization? I'm not quite sure what I'd be actually selling right. because I think it would get broken down into all the other things that some of it I would naturally do. And some of it I might charge like the schemas as a sort of separate thing if they wanted that later. Yeah. So I don't know. And because it's so know. deep and it changes all the time and Google are obviously, and let's be let's be honest, it's all about Google. Nobody yeah, else really. Yeah. And Google are changing their product all the time, trying to figure out what should rise to the top. I feel that you've really got to be on top of it. You know, so you've got to be consuming information about it, following what Google are doing, following their blogs, following, 
you know, different like Yoast as a company or what have you, constantly putting out information about what's what's changing, and you need to be up to date with all of that. So yeah, yeah, it's agile. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you win that one. Okay, I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah, Another couple that we've added on me. here, which I, I don't know what, what we mm. think about these, but these I think are increasingly going to be important upsells. Maybe people, maybe you could argue that these are things that should be just added in already by default mm. but i think maybe you're going to get some clients approaching you asking for these kind of things the first of them is uh, make the website more accessible than it already is mm. um, i think uh, yeah go on. yeah should we do oh no do yours next okay they... so um i was just going to say that i think that that is now a completely legitimate thing in the same way that 20 years ago there was no such thing as seo um, 10 years ago, it feels like nobody was talking about accessibility. And it feels like now, more or less everybody is talking about accessibility. There's guidance, there's law that needs to be adhered mm. to. And misstepping could, in the future, cost you financially. You know, you might have a lawyer chasing after you because your website is inaccessible to the users who need it. And depending on where you are in the world, well, different constraints and limitations and restrictions that you need to follow. And so I think this is going to be um, a completely legitimate upsell, whether that's when you're building the website, you're going to add in extra time in order to create a theme, for example, that is uh, accessible in a certain way, or whether or not you're going to be going onto older websites and kind of upgrading them. I think this is a really big growth area, actually. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting because it's one of these things where... <laughs> A client wouldn't appreciate if you did this just by nature. So I'm a professional creating my web pages. They are going to be accessible because that's the right way to do it. And all my alt tags are going to be thought out. I'm going to describe every image, you know, all of the stuff that you should do is just for some people, the level of professionality that they stay at. Um, and maybe they can, you know, uh, charge enough um, that the client doesn't need to know. That's just their price. But for the rest of us, a lot of the time we're stuck. If we need to speed up the build process by using a page builder, it might not be out of the box as accessible as we'd like it to be, which would require us to do some extra work more than we'd have to do for the client. So it is something where you could, I think, conceivably say, well, if you want this level of accessibility and here's the benefits of this, um, it will cost you this extra amount. Um, yep. I think that's legit. Yeah, yeah, because it will be additional work. This, it costs, this crosses yeah. so many sort of boundaries as to whether or not this should be built in. I think it should. I think if you're building a project, you should go out of your way to make it accessible. But I also, yeah. I can also fully understand that you might be updating a website or the legislation may change. It might be that the client has a proclivity yes. for certain things to be done. You know, maybe they want more um, things adding in than typically are required by law. So there is some scope here. But but I just think it's a it's calling it a growth area seems a bit crass. But do you, do you know what I mean? It's an area that previously mm. wasn't given as much thought as it should have been. Now it is. And obviously, if you're spending your time doing additional work, I guess you need to be remunerated for it. Yeah. One of the, the things I kind of dislike about the idea of trying to upsell this is, again, that it falls into one that we'll talk about this later, security. It's kind of, 
I think the only way that you could convince somebody to be that interested in, or most people interested in accessibility is to scare them what might happen if you're not. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit of the ambulance Uh, chaser thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the only bit that I don't like, you know. Um, Maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. I'm Mm. more cynical about Let me do the last one in this list before we move Mm. on to the other categories the last one in this is i'm just going to mention really briefly and it's only really coming across my radar very recently and that is the idea of environmentally sustainable websites so the idea that you could upsell um, a, a, a finer degree of the control over how much of a carbon footprint your website is making so you know you you take the time to squash the images correctly you take the time to strip out all of the queries that aren't needed to get the website on the page the the minimum of html and so on and so forth and i have a feeling that in the future the environmental impact of websites is going to become a bit of a bit of a hot topic and i think clients may be coming to us at some point saying okay tell us about the footprint of my website and i need to know that it's small and I would also imagine that some kind of accreditation maybe will come along at some point where you can apply for a environmental badge on your website, which can demonstrate, yep, if you look at this page, you are consuming far less energy than this other website over here. So I think this is small but growing, I think. Yeah, I really like it. And I would have never thought of it. It was a really good ad for you. I'm going to think about this a lot more because I'm moving that direction anyway. So um, yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I think as an agency uh, owner, if you could make, yeah. you could, this could be a real thing. Um, you know, if you can demonstrate that you are thinking about the environmental concerns, I, I really think that you could be, you could carve out a niche for yourself, which will in the future, I think, grow. And I have seen people, and, and I think it's a lot of DIYers where I've seen the question asked, where they're actually asking, do, do you recommend any good green hosting companies yeah. I can use? Yeah. And I, I thought, yeah. They're, yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's I don't even know it, what that it? means. Yeah, well, usually <laughs> yeah. it means that they're either offsetting the carbon that they're consuming or they're using renewable energy to, to power their computers. Um, yeah. So, you know, wind, wave, solar, those kind of things. Of course, it's hard, isn't it? Because those yeah. things, they come and they go, so it's a bit fleeting. But there are companies out there who buy from renewable sources of energy, and I think that's basically what it means. But from our point of view, that could be one part of the puzzle. Mm. You know, you shift them over to a, a quote, air quotes, green host. But also, you mm. you know, you just look at the HTML and see what's being output. And, you know, if you've got divs yeah. within divs within divs within divs that don't need to be there, every bit that's crossing the internet is consuming some energy you know it, it there's a yeah. direct relationship between browsing the web and the carbon um that goes out into the into the environment so if we can reduce the footprint we can re- reduce the uh, the amount of all of that anyway sorry i introduced that and said i wouldn't talk about it a lot and five minutes later i'm still <laughs> talking about it <laughs> no but i really love it and i think it's it's definitely it's the direction i'm going that's probably why i love it so yeah um, you know, trying to make things as clean as possible. Yeah. And I do think of the environment with this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, then we've got a few here, another category. We could just broadly call it social, I guess. Things like, yeah. do you do social media management, um, pay-per-click advertising? So social media management might also encompass things like advertising on the Facebook platform or Instagram or YouTube as well. I, I, I 
can say hand on heart, I've never been involved in pretty much any of that. I did pay-per-click, but really quickly realized I am not the person to do that. So, you know, not for me, but completely legit. It seems like loads of people want to put their their products and services onto social platforms. I mean, you only have to stare at a YouTube video for five seconds to realize somebody wants to put an ad in front of you. So there's definitely something you could upsell. Yeah, I, I feel as part of, you know, with the Agile kind of strategy and starting with the keyword stuff, I, I feel I have to at least uh, be able to offer um, to, to get somebody started with pay-per-click um, before I trust. Yeah, I'd like to keep that with me rather than send them off to somebody else because uh, <laughs> I've lost business with that because they take them and say, we'll build your website. Um, so you right. know, a lot of <laughs> <Right>. us, do, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We will have to pass them on to our competitors. So I feel I need to do that. But for the rest of it, certainly the social, here's the interesting thing for me is that the social media management is about the only thing on this list where I think a client has actually asked me, do I do that? And it's the pretty much the one thing that I wouldn't do. I wouldn't manage somebody's Facebook page for them. Yeah, I mean, it is, isn't it? Because the broad consensus, I think, is that if you want to be successful, you need to be on social. I'm personally, yeah. and I stress the word personally, I'm not convinced, more and more, I'm not convinced that that, that kind of stuff is, is the best use of your resources it maybe it is i don't know but um but it, it's yeah. it's not something i am interested in i wouldn't want to go down that road but definitely there's a career in this and there's an upsell in this and if you can manage people's social media they're all of that stuff cross posting and advertising yeah go for it why not it, it does feel like it's dying out. I think pay per click will probably never die out. There might be good reasons why you need to, you know, with difficult keywords that you're working for, that might be the best route for you to get people for the website. So I think that still holds as a strong thing if if we're, if our service is more than just the website and is about the strategy. Yeah. I, I think we can't get rid of that one. But I the rest, completely agree. I, I, I can't yeah. see the the pay-per-click model disappearing mind you having yeah. said that what happened to the yellow pages you know <laughs> all of those <laughs> all of those people who thought this yeah. will never go away you know that was a similar idea yeah. advertising a magazine which drops through your door but it does feel like unless there's a seismic shift in technology pay-per-click's always going to be there but yeah i feel like people are falling out of love with things like facebook and i don't know their share price seems to be tanking Maybe their yeah. reach is not as not what it once was. I, I'm just not that convinced people are beguiled by the idea of, well, let's say you build wooden sheds. That's your business. You're a wooden shed builder. How many people are actually going to want to follow your wooden shed business on social media? I think almost nobody. Ten years ago, it felt like it was all the hotness. You know, oh, yeah, get yourself on social media. You know, it doesn't matter what business you do. Yeah, get on social media. But I just think people have evolved They've understood social media in a different way now, and that they're. I don't know. I just feel like there's there's no legitimate um, reason to be there anymore as a small business because nobody's really going to follow you. That's my thoughts. Yeah, and you mentioned as well how you used to see lots of you know white van drivers with their businesses that were gardeners or whatever they they were or plumbers, and they would have a big uh, Facebook icon on their their name but you see those disappearing over time yeah. now so um, i was telling you the story that in my local town so every day mm. you know you pass dozens mm. of tradesmen mm. they're building mm. you know they're joiners or they're plumbers electricians whatever and there was a real trend 
to put Facebook logos on there, like you had a Facebook page, to the exclusion of telephone numbers. Like it, it almost became, I think, their channel. So yeah. I'm John Smith. I am a plumber. Search for me on Facebook, and then you can get in touch with me on Messenger or whatever. And the the telephone numbers were like disappearing off the vans. And now all of that has changed. The vans where I live, at least anyway, the phone numbers have come back. The Facebook logos have just been wiped out because I think they've worked that out. There's no point in being on yeah. Facebook because who's going to connect with you? Nobody's there for that reason. Yeah, there was that in the first place. And then kind of Facebook broke the deal with people because they used to send notifications to all the people who followed you. And then it was selective about who they were sent to. And then I think, you know, it, the only time I've seen it being successful for very small businesses, and I was mentioning a website, which I effectively host, I don't really have that much to do with it. Um, but they're just a small fruit and veg in a village and that. And, and they do it really, really well, just because it's one personality talking about what's coming in. And it's almost like a big group of friends. So I think it works really well for them. Right. But otherwise, it's, you know, as a, as a general advertiser, most people have saw it for when they put up their Facebook pages, I think it's dead, isn't it? Yeah, it well, like that, that. that's my gut feeling. I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. the metrics are wrong. Probably we'll get a comment from somebody who does this for yeah. a living saying, what? This is just <laughs> growing exponentially. Yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. move on from the social stuff because we've got quite a few bits to get through. And um, yeah, we're yeah. Get, getting on in time. So, okay, branding, right. all of this. Okay, branding, well, just something that I have to do, I think, at the beginning, or at least be involved in it, but pass it on to somebody else otherwise. But yes, for the central, what's the purpose of your, what what we're trying to communicate with your website, I get involved in it. So it's not an upsell for me. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, they've got strategists for growth. Um, uh, I, I, stru- yeah, I yeah. don't even know where to begin with that one, because I'm not part of their business. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, building a yeah. piece of their business for them the online bit but i don't know what does that mean does that mean kind of growing the business or growing the growth that you the, you know the the people that are viewing the website yeah they put slash affiliate marketing so i guess you know they you could offer a service where you say you know with your product or something could you want us to set it up with some system of affiliate marketing so you can do that to try and get more people in so i suppose there's something to sell in that way as a as a service as a upsell and say i'll be your strategist for growth effectively that's what i'm trying to say with the agile in a way we'll we'll try and monitor it and see you know what the data tells us and see if yeah. we can explore yeah. things as we go hmm landing pages uh yeah i think this is legit i mean i know there are people out there who that's what they do they do that for a living they build landing pages and the funnels that go behind them so Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's fine. I think maybe the day of it being the hotness, you know, it was all about landing pages. What was that what was that program called Click Funnels? That thing, yeah. yeah, that was all the thing, wasn't it? You don't need a website, you need a landing page. I'm I think it feels at least anyway as if that that's kind of died the death a little bit and now we're back to web pages <laughs> and blog posts and things like that. It, was, it always went over our heads, didn't it? We kind of, you know, well, I kind of, I understand the sense of a landing page. Sometimes, you know, you might just want a standalone page for something, but uh, I, I guess it goes with the other, you know, if you're not accepting the pay-per-click advertising um, to go with that, you know, if you do that, then it helps to have a landing page, one that's optimized so you get the best results, if you like, from your ad spend. 
Um, so I can see yes, that. Yes, yes, you are right, of course. It depends what your motive is. If you're, as you said, yeah. trying to get people and justify the amount of money that you're spending on ads and you just want them to land at this one page and it's got to be very effective and no distractions and convert effectively. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A little mess, message match and all that stuff. So there are, uh, yeah, I think it's in, I guess it's an upsell for me. As I say, I've really got no upsells because I've blown it with this uh, agile approach. <laughs> agile approach, yes, which is some... <laughs> one large upsell, actually, when you think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an ongoing upsell. So, but yeah, I would be suggesting landing pages. So yeah, I would use that. Um, and Google Analytics, well, that's the next. But for me, again, this is really my tool for upselling. <laughs> right, you're using you know, it as a way to show your worth. Yeah, exactly. And why we we might need to we're not getting the traffic for this. Let's do something on the website because they're not, you know, they're not taking up this particular service, but they are with others. So cetera, you're not you're not so, really using it as a way to to generate yeah, revenue from else. the analytics. You're just using it as a way to generate revenue from the other things that need to be done. Yeah, there okay. are other upsells, I guess. I mean, there are the software for for WordPress that you could use as an upsell. Um, so all of these things that you, you put it in and it puts it in your dashboard in a simple form, your Google Analytics and sends you client sends your client an email with a summary every right. week or month yeah. or something. You yeah. could upsell that as software, but I, I've. I've effectively done that for for clients. I just haven't sold it to them. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was very much approach uh, the approach of I, I'll basically just make the analytics work on your website, and then it's <laughs> yeah. it's up to you. Uh, and again, it's a bit like the whole SEO thing; they they're very much married together. They just haven't put the time in to keep up to date with what Google Analytics can do and how the data can be analyzed and you know understood. So for me, that's that's over to the client. So I, I've never really upsold that one it's more about just well i'll take 10 minutes to copy and paste this snippet of javascript and make sure it's in the you know the the website yeah. that's really as far as I, I go with it yeah and i think it would be a difficult upsell as well for the software now as well well I probably spoil our green credentials if we're trying to keep our site as lightweight as possible by yeah. putting the google analytics yeah. in the site but then I just don't feel clients go in there anyway, so it's not that useful. Yeah, that, that's the feedback I always got with the clients that I had. Now, obviously, there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be people that analyze their Google Analytics data effectively often, and it makes great, you, you know, they, they make a lot of sense of it. But for me, it was a quick case of it was every client wanted analytics, but virtually no client ever looked at the analytics to the point where, that you know, they didn't even know how to access it. I'd have installed it. And you go back like a year later, what's the analytics saying? Don't know, never looked. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. As a service to upsell, I was just thinking about that. One of my clients has done a very good job at customizing their own reports in Google Analytics um, without any extra software. And oh, nice. I think if you've got the skills to do that, that would be quite a nice service to sell. Just say, we'll set your analytics up in this way that will send you this report and blah 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 well that's an so. interesting point isn't it because an upsell where you are simplifying a already difficult job is mm. is i think that really has value doesn't it and because google mm. analytics is so complicated if you can make sense of the data um then yeah why not that does seem like mm. a, a reasonable thing okay. i think these uh, other ones are probably we should just rip through them i think um, so so cdn to mm. me, the whole content d distribution or delivery network 
is just a part of the hosting, really. I'm kind of expecting that to be dealt yeah. with by the managed WordPress hosting company. Could you do this? I'm sure if you're very technical, you could. I've never done it. I'm just relying on the host to implement that. And obviously, as mm -hmm. we said at the top, I'm just sending people to different hosting platforms. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how I'd make money on that one when you've got things like Cloudflare for free that come to have, right. you know. And yeah. plus the fact I'm moving to that with static anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. SSL. Okay. SSL, definitely I upsold that, or at least I tried to. Um, but now I think that's just those days are gone it's like you have to have <laughs> yeah. it you can't upsell something which is a requirement um yeah. so w once upon a time that was totally a thing you could sell that because everybody needed to move over to it and there was work to be done so you could get paid for it but now no no there's actually one we missed out on this one which is a potential upsell in the same way that cdn sometimes can be you know if you've bought into a service and you say well you can put you on a cdn so you travel further with all of your stuff. There's also the same sort of thing as been going on with the D, um, GDPR stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. so, so so the cookie notifications and the stuff that does all of that kind of work on your privacy policies and stuff. It's another potential upsell we forgot there. But mostly, most people doing this are selling an existing deal that they've got, haven't they, to their clients. Right. They're, they're being right. the middle manner. Yeah, 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 indeed. Got, uh where are we at well you know my thoughts on this one it on the list is e-commerce um i'm yeah i'm personally not getting involved in e-commerce ever again as i hope but um i know that for you it's it has been really good upsell oh well it's I, i've been the same as you really i'll try to avoid it now and i think you know going i think it's almost an upsell that you need to have a plan for because somebody probably at some point when you've built on the old static site is going to come up and go i now want to sell something on the site you know yeah so you've got to have a strategy for that and i think i think i have but i know my limits on this one like i won't you know it's nothing against woo uh, commerce. It's just that I, I wouldn't necessarily want to manage a WordPress site and have the responsibility for WooCommerce. Yeah. So, so I'd be seen as that person. So I'd rather send that off to somebody else. Yeah, you, know? you hit the nail on the head there. It was, it's the responsibility side of things. I felt that responsibility yeah. deeply when I did do e-commerce. And, uh, and yeah. my, my impression is that it's probably a lot more straightforward and less uh, stomach churning as it was back when I was doing it. But uh, still, I kind of promised myself that I wouldn't do it again. And I've stuck to it so far. So <laughs> yeah. And then there's a then yeah. there's a couple here which are to do with kind of like personnel. So customer service manager or reputation management. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, you could upsell those. I, I Being a solo person, there's no, I've never done that. I never would. Yeah, I guess there will be some people that have got some of those skills and they could bring those in as hireable, you know, information for people if you've got the background in that. But yeah, it's nothing for us, I don't think. And uh, two that are in here that I think would just come into, well, we haven't even mentioned them, care plans by nature would be things like our, it's, they've written in the article as cyber defense, but that would be just our WordPress security, yeah, wouldn't security, it? Yeah, security, yeah. Which we do. Um, and backups, as you added on to that something that we'd just do as part of a care plan particularly if we did hosting right. anti-spam protection yeah again something i've just done for people but it's been just a bit of software nothing i could upsell no exactly i think the the, the sort of the firewall thing the fact that there was maybe a, an ongoing cost to that whether that's a wordpress plugin or a SaaS product there is something yeah. to be said there but it, it, it always got rolled into my care plan along with backups and potentially hosting and 
things like that. They just all got sort of rolled into the the uh, the bullet point list of things that were in the care plan. So they were never backups were never separate. Antivirus was never separate. It was just part of a bundle, really. Yeah. So ultimately, <laughs> the only thing that stood up really uh, there was the sort of care plan and hosting, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? that as was a, as that a very was, clear one. Yeah. Was. I think most of the things that are going to appear in the show notes, most of that list, there's obviously there's work there, but whether or not it was something that solo people like me and you were going to be able to do is it's questionable just because of the fact that we're busy doing other things. Uh, yeah. If you're an SEO expert, well, of course, SEO is an upsell. If you're a graphic designer, well, of course, that's brilliant, but we, we don't really feel like we fit too well into any of these categories. We're a little bit less... Um, how should we say it? We're, we're more about building the website, less about all the bits and pieces added on. But also, in some ways, I think it's probably true that we know something about all of these things. And hopefully, right. Right. we know a little bit more than the clients who come to us. So yes. So in some ways, we probably do upsell indirectly. That's the... Get... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, that's the thing, right? So long as we are, uh, know a little bit more than the client, <laughs> then... Yeah, we potentially could upsell them, but what a long list. Yeah. Yeah. So that's done. it. I think we're done. Yes. And next time we talk, we'll just be, well, actually, I've changed the title on you. I didn't discuss this with you. I called it replacing software. I think we should call it future proofing. Okay. So it's really the last proper episode we're doing before we sum up on the whole series. Oh, crikey. So we'll just look about. Yeah. It's. I think it's overlooked, isn't it, future-proofing, when you, we just dive in and hope for the best. But uh, Yeah, whether or not things come back to bite us a year or two later. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, though. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very nice chatting to my good friend, David Wormsley all about upselling services in this case. If there's anything that you think we missed out, if there's anything you think we got wrong or right, head over to wpbuilds.com and search for the episode. Well, in this case, you're looking for episode number 307. Search for that and leave us a comment. Another thing to do might be to go to our WP Builds Facebook group. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. And you could leave a comment there or the Twitter handle is at WPBuilds, or like I said at the top of the show, you could go to Mastodon, WPBuilds.social. Sign up, get an account, and leave a comment there. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. And again, sincere thanks for GoDaddy Pro for helping us keep the lights on at WP builds. Okay, we will be back next Thursday for a podcast episode. It'll be an interview episode. We'll also be back on Monday for our This Week in WordPress show. Hopefully you can join us there wpbuilds.com forward slash live. It's 2 p.m. UK time. Come and leave us a comment. It's very nice when people do. The only thing I've got to say now is I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.